This is Xane Anderson, and welcome to the Principal Podcast today. Today, I am thrilled to have as my guest, Jerry Dugan, who is the CEO and senior consultant at BTR, Beyond the Rut Impact, which is a consulting, it's a training company focused on helping leaders define success so they can live fulfilled, meaningful lives with impact and not lose their faith, their families, or their health. I am so grateful to have you on the show today, Jerry. Welcome. Xane, I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much. So tell us, Jerry, a little bit about what you do. Tell us a little bit about Beyond the Rut and what your mission is with that. Awesome. So Beyond the Rut, the podcast itself started a little over seven years ago. Uh, there were three of us who got together, my friend Brandon, uh, Sean, myself, and we were all friends who've served in Christian men's ministry together for years. Uh, Brandon had branched off, become a, an associate pastor at a church. And he just realized he was answering the same questions from men every single weekend. How do I get my wife to recognize and respect me in the home? How do I get my children to pay attention to the wisdom I've got so that they don't make the same mistakes I do? Um, hey, I don't feel loved at home. How do I change that? I don't like my job. It's taking me away from my family. It, it's But we're stuck. We got to make the money. We got to pay the bills or we need the company car. And he would give advice to them and kind of coach them through every single weekend. And then, you know, fast forward a few months, a year, and it's the same guys with the same problems. And they just felt like their lives were stuck in a rut. So one day Brandon asked myself and Sean, Hey, would you guys help me launch a podcast that will at least record my answers so that others may listen? And I was like, sure, let's do it. And at the time I had another show called family time Q and a podcast where I was dumb enough to let my family ask any question they wanted that I was unprepared to answer. And whatever we responded, whatever I responded with, that was, that was it. That was the episode. And my daughter had a field day with that. She would call me out on so many things. And, and the goal there was to show authentic leading, authentic headship of the family, uh, authentic fatherhood, you know, just, just being humble enough to let your kids tell you, this is what I think. This is what I feel when you do this. Uh, this is what I love that you do as a father, or as a husband, um, because we would rotate my wife, my daughter, my son, uh, and then back to my wife. And uh, we did that for two years before Brandon poached me to help him with beyond the rut. Now, over seven years later, uh, Sean had left the show early on. Uh, Brandon recently left in 2021, uh, because he has grandkids now and he just, he would love to live up to the show's essence, uh, and be with his family. And, and so he's living up to the five F's of beyond the rut. Uh, so our faith, our family, our fitness finances and future possibility, he's pouring into his grandchildren and I, and I, I can't fault him for it. That's exactly what we want other men to do is to, to live in a certain set of priorities. Uh, and so the show beyond the rut shares encouraging stories uh, of people who've gone through a rut and their aha moment. And then from there, what is that practical piece of advice they can give listeners to apply to their own lives? And we, we had you, Xane, on the show to share your story and your practical advice. Uh, and I just remembered like drawing your own trees and, and how important it is to like, just express yourself. The way you wanna draw a tree, draw the tree that way, not the way other people expect. And so in the same way, pursue success the way it's on your heart to go pursue it in a way that it doesn't cost you your faith, your family, or your health. Um, and so you can have it all, the career or the business, the family, your faith life, your health, uh, the finances, all that stuff. So there's just a way to balance it all and make sure you're not giving any one of those things up. Um, and then more recently, I started my own business, BTR Impact, which uh, is targeted towards 
companies, organizations, teams, to help build a culture of servant leadership so that the participants in my consulting programs, uh, my, my training programs, many of them still in development right now, uh, that they can build a sense of servant leadership in themselves uh, and as a culture in their organizations so that they can build teams that have impact at work. And then that frees them up uh, to live lives of impact at home and in their communities. So that's Beyond the Rut and BTR Impact put together and, and the why behind all that. That's phenomenal. And I've got to tell you, Jerry, every time I've, I've spoken to you on the phone, I feel this sense of servant leadership and it's obviously resonating. You know, I noticed your show, uh, Beyond the Rut, your podcast is in the top one and a half percent globally. People are, are are hearing your show. They're they're resonating. They're they're needing this these these five Fs that we'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, and you know, I also noticed you're always um, helping other people feel good about themselves. You know, when I was on your show, I felt like he really values me, really cares about me. This you, I feel like you embody this servant leadership that you're trying to help other people get. Thank you. And again, it's, a, it's an honor to have you on the show here today. So let me ask you a question just as we start off here. Why, why is Beyond the Rut focused on reaching Christian men in their 30s and 40s specifically? Uh, that was the time frame where we realized uh, a lot of men who are Christian are probably also married and have children. And when you look at society, when you look at any city, town, or community, the smallest building block of any of those entities is the family. And when you look at why are families breaking up, why are they dysfunctional, uh, why are women having trouble in uh, areas of like their dating life, their career, and so on, it's typically something you could trace back to the father relationship. Um, you know, hurt people hurt people. So uh, boys who grew up with a father who was abusive or highly demanding and never showed the tender side of the warrior, uh, you wind up with men who also grow up and be aggressive and hurt other people. Uh, in families where the daughter grew up with a father who was absent, not loving, didn't model what a healthy relationship looked like, you would see that daughter grow up into a woman who had one dysfunctional relationship after another. Now that's not across the board 100%, but when you look at the numbers, the overwhelming significance is that if you have a father in the home who loves on his wife, models a healthy relationship for the children to see and to eventually follow, then you've already changed your community and maybe even your city if not the world. And that's what we wanted to do. We wanted we wanted to help men find that alignment with their faith. Uh, so it was very specific to Christian men in the 30s and 40s. So we wanted that alignment of their faith in Jesus, uh, their connection in their family and how they model Jesus in the home so that it impacted their children, their neighbors, their friends' children, uh, the friends' families, uh, to, to just live healthier lives, fuller lives, be true to themselves and authentic to themselves. And you know, a lot of times, you know, we're asked as men to kind of be this bravado, macho, Marlboro smoking, pickup truck driving, hunting guy, especially here in Texas. Uh, you know, I, I get a lot of ridicule because I don't go hunting. I don't own a pickup truck. Uh, and, and so I get made fun of that. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, let's, let's throw on an ultralight backpack and let's go into the woods for a week. Oh, no, that's 
that's not what I'm talking about. It's like, oh, oh, <laughs> so you like the image of toughness, but to actually don on a backpack and go live out in the woods for a week with me, not your thing. Okay. So that authentic toughness versus the, the imagery of toughness. And, and so mm -hmm. Beyond the Rut really wants to help men sort that out, uh, specifically Christian men in their 30s and 40s, because they're impacting kids who are in elementary school age, going into their teenager years. And so how do you navigate all that? And how do you, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of men will definitely live for their families and live for their children and make life better for them. And so that's kind of that motivator there. Like if you want to have an impact in your home, like your parents didn't have, then this is the show for you. And, and you can have all those things that I talked about, like, uh, you know, like career with your faith, family, and your health all together. Oh, I love this. It's such a timely and important message, Jerry. I got to say, you know, just like you were saying, I mean, there's statistics that show all over the place. Many of the uh, men who are in prison, in fact, the vast majority of them have, have fathers who were absent, either physically or emotionally or both. Um, this, this message to men to, hey, let's step up and be the leaders, these servant leaders you're talking about in our family. So, so important. Yeah. Um, so your message, I think, is, you know, a wise man once said, if we don't fix marriages and families, everything else we do, and I, I'm misquoting it, I'm sure, will be like straightening deck chairs on the Titanic. Right. But it's <laughs> such, a, such an important message right now. Now, let me ask you a question. You talk about viewing life. You've mentioned it a little bit here with the five F's in mind. Let's, I think you mentioned it briefly, but what are the five F's and what makes them crucial to living a life that, as you say, is beyond the rut? Yeah, uh, I, I can't say that I created it myself, the idea. I, I remember picking it up from a real estate uh, guru uh, back in like 2006, I believe, when I left another job to become a real estate agent. And he talked about like, when you look at your life, you're not just a real estate agent. You're not just a speaker. You're not just a an accountant. Uh, you are a whole person and you've got all these other dynamics going on. So if you want to see what's going on in your life overall, you got to look at your life overall. And, and it's easier to look at when you look at these compartments. They're not independent and exclusive of each other. They're all interconnected. And so he shared with us, uh, like your family life, your fitness levels, your finances, um, how you're growing yourself. I don't think he talked about his, the faith part of it. So that was something we added because that is the driver. So the five Fs uh, that Beyond the Rut has been supporting since day one with every interview every speaking event uh, every handout we've created or checklist or workbook um, the first f is your faith you know what is that thing that you're living for bigger than yourself and, and so for us targeting christian men it's obviously that's jesus christ that is the faith that we're driving towards and trying to be like in everything we do everything we do not just on Sundays or Saturdays, not just when I'm in a small group of Bible study with other men to show off every moment, every day, trying to be like Christ. And it's like that bracelet. What would Jesus do? That's what we're talking about around faith. Now, if you're not a believer in Jesus and you'll never become a believer, uh, then what's that thing bigger than yourself where you're trying to make the world a better place? Um, you know, for me, it's Jesus. I still think he's the way, uh, but if you're not there, that's okay. We'll, we'll keep praying for you. Uh, and so the second thing, the second F is our family, because again, that, that smallest unit or building block of a community, a city, a society is the family. So if you're driven by your faith and you start applying that into the home, 
you start emulating servant leadership to your spouse. So Christian men exhibiting Christian leadership to their wives, uh, you know, not the the negative stereotype that, you know, headship and submission is all about being a Stepford wife and being a doormat to a husband. It, it's truly a response to a man who is living like Jesus, washing your feet, taking care of your needs, making you feel safe, um, not, you know, saying you can't work, that you can't be smart. You know, it's it, it's like... There's that nuance there, like what is servant leadership? You know, in, in fatherhood, it's leading the children the way they should go. You know, recognizing what is God's calling for those kids, and then how do you support that? So it's not about like making your kids cookie cutters of yourself. It's recognizing, hey, you know what? My son is not like me. He's probably more like his mother. My daughter is more like me, except she loves dance. Uh, how do I support them to be the best selves they can be? So that when they're 18 years old and it's time to send them off into the world, uh, they don't come back. No, <laughs> uh, at least they come back to visit, not to live under my roof, if uh, if that could be helped. Uh, but they too need to become, you know, contributing members to their communities, to their families. Um, the third F is fitness. You know, so you can't do any of these things if you're dead or you know bound to a bed unable to help others, unable to speak to others. So fitness really revolves around three types of fitness, your physical fitness, uh, your mental fitness or emotional fitness, and then your spiritual fitness. So it's kind of a oh, get faith in there twice kind of thing. The third one is your finances. You know, a lot of marriage fights happen or are triggered by shortages on money. So getting your finances in order, having priorities that align with all the other Fs are very important, having regular conversations with your wife about money, not lording it over them, but really agreeing. How are we going to spend this? How are we going to budget this? This is where we are today. Uh, and then the last one, your, your future growth. You know, If you want to get better in your career, better as a husband, better as a father, better at anything, you got to be pouring into yourself, pouring into your mind, taking things in that are going to grow you. Uh, so that's more time in the Bible. That's more time reading books, more times listening to podcasts like the Principal Podcast. <laughs> and, and Beyond um, the Rut Podcast. And Beyond the Rut. The Thank you. <laughs> uh, we got a double plug there, guys. Uh, and, and so all those come together. Like, you know, it, it's that faith. It's your family connected. In the middle, you've got your fitness levels. Um You've got your finances supporting it, and you've got your your outlook on future possibility, and you're you're growing for that possibility. Um, and so all those come together, uh, and they're prioritized in a way. So the order I shared them with you is the order that they mean the most to me. So if I'm faced with a decision and I don't know how to answer it, I don't know how to go about it, I can at least start asking myself questions like, well, how does this impact my faith? How does this align with my faith? Um, all right. How does this impact my family? Okay, good. Good things. If it's going to take away from my family, my answer is most likely going to be no. Or how do we use this so that it does benefit my family? Uh, what does this do to my health on an emotional, physical, and spiritual level? Uh, and then, then I think about the money. You know, is this going to bring in revenue for us? You know, a lot of folks will put that revenue piece at the forefront of all the other Fs. And I don't know if you've ever run into this or seen people who have, you know, what winds up happening if money becomes your number one driver? Well, I'll tell you, I've seen this. A lot of people think, okay, well, I need to go out and make money so I can have better things so I can live in a nice big house and drive fancy cars. And then they realize that their family life is in ruins 
And they realize it hasn't been worth it. I mean, I've seen this happen uh, time and time again, where I think Stephen Covey calls it talking. He says, you know, people climb the ladder to success only to realize that it's leaning on the wrong wall. Yeah. And so I love how you said this. And, and for, can you can you state again in order the five Fs, starting at the beginning, yeah. starting with, with faith? So faith is number one, followed by family, then your fitness, your finances, and your future possibility. Future possibility. So wonderful. So when you use these five Fs, it sounds like you've got them in a certain order and they help you prioritize. Is that right? Can you tell us a little bit about what's most important? In other words, I'm not putting finances at the top, even though it's a super important thing. I'm putting faith at the top. Is that right? Yes. Uh, and that's, you know, whether things are going well or not, you know, it's very easy for us to reach out to God when things are horrible and have hit the fan. Uh, you know, it's like, you know, there were, there were times when I was in real estate, we almost lost our home very easy for me to get on my knees and say, God, I don't know what I did wrong. I don't know how to fix this. How do I keep the house from being taken away? How do I put food on the table? And all of a sudden, you know, just, it becomes clear to me like, okay, go do these things. Um, you know, but it's also when things are going very well that we start to drift away. It's like, oh, I've got this. I've, um, I know what decisions to make here, here, and here. Um, but then you ignore God enough, you stray far enough then you hit that rock bottom again. And uh, what I found is if I put God first, even when things are going really well, uh, everything stays locked into place. I have clarity about the day. I have clarity about my family. Uh, and so that's, again, why faith is at the top, not money, not future growth. Uh, you know, Even in my morning routine, the first thing I do when I roll out of bed is I just stay there for about five minutes. Um, my wife used to think that I fell out of bed and couldn't get up. And I'm like, I'm not that old yet. <laughs> <laughs> My silent time, I'm thanking God for the day. I'm enjoying the breaths I'm taking. So I give him the very first five minutes of my life. Uh, it would be longer if I didn't have ADHD. Uh, I would stay there longer. Uh, <laughs> but he knows me. So, yeah, after those five minutes, I'm up. I'm moving about. I'm getting my day going. Um, and hopefully I focus again and, and focus some time on my devotional. Uh, and, and so it's just. The days I do that, those are great days. No matter what happens, they're just great days. My mindset, uh, my perspective of everything that went down that day is a positive outlook. Uh, it's faithful. It, it knows that God has my best interest in mind. Uh, and I can see the silver lining in all the things that went on during that day. Now, on the days where I think, oh, no, I need to get to work. I need to work on this project. I need to make sure this deal is taken care of. I need to make sure that email is sent out. And that becomes the first things I do in the morning. Then it doesn't matter what goes well. I'm going to see the day for all the negative things that happened. I'm going to see it as it was a bad day, even though every day is a gift. Um, and so, again, another reason why faith is first and foremost and not any of the other um, it's just, it's more fulfilling. You know, it, that, that hole that's inside of us is filled by God, you know, by that connection with him, by that sense of faith and, and that spiritual connection, because we're, we're both physical beings and spiritual. If you take care of the spirit first, everything else just falls into place with what you've got. All right. So when I have all these pressures in life and I'm faced with all these options, are you, you've got these five F's in a particular order, starting with faith then family, then fitness, then finance, then future possibilities. Yeah. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. And a, a great case in point is, I mean, we were talking before we hit record that you know, at the time we we're recording this, I've been out of, I guess the way the rest of my family sees this, my extended family, I've been out of work for four months. 
uh, <laughs> I, uh, in, in September of 2022, um, I was just faced with some situations where I had, I had to make a decision. Um, do I stay where I am, rebuild my team and, and have some hard conversations or do I recognize the situation I'm in, I'm in and to go a different route? You know, what do I do? Do I stay where I am and just suck it up? Do I stay where I am and make things better? Do I leave? Do I leave and go to another job? What do I do? And, you know, if you think again about finances first, yeah, how do you leave a six-figure income, a director position, when that is the thing that puts you in the good graces of everybody in your family? Like, oh, wow. Like my father-in-law started liking me the moment he realized I got this job. I was like, really? Been married to your daughter for like 18 years. Now? Now now you like me? (laughs) I mean... I, I said that to him and he was like, no, no, I've always liked you. I'm like, right. He goes, okay, okay, but I'm proud of you. I was like, okay, thanks. Appreciate it. Um, so yeah, if I'm driven by money, then I would stick it out. I'd hate the job. And then you know, like, while I'm hating that job, um, I would go look for another job. That's what a lot of us do. It's kind of how we, that's the advice we were given. Like, don't leave where you are until you secure another place. Um, but on a spiritual level, it wasn't me being my honest self in the workplace. I was just showing up, doing the bare minimum to not get fired. And I, I wasn't going to be that guy. Uh, so I looked at it from a, a faith perspective. You know, if I stay, I'm not going to be bringing my true self to the workplace. And it doesn't matter how much you pay me. For me, I got to be a man of integrity. I've got to be who I am. I've got to be able to lead with my values. And if none of those are there, it doesn't matter what the paycheck is. I'm not going to do well and no one's going to benefit from my work. Uh, On top of that, if I stay, I'm making certain statements that are not aligned with who I am and what I believe. Uh, And so there was that statement I had to keep in mind from a faith perspective. Uh, But then from a family perspective, and there was a conversation I had with my wife that took me by surprise. Um, And it was that because of the work I had been doing, and for like the last year and year and a half on a certain project, it was taking a toll on me. And you know, having my team declare they were leaving uh, took its you know a greater toll so much that my 19 year old daughter asked my wife, "Are you and Dad okay?" And I was like, "What?" And then my son came up for a visit from Corpus Christi to Dallas, and at the end of that trip, pulls my wife aside and says, "Hey, are you and Dad okay?" You know, he seems short. He seems annoyed by everything, but mostly by you. And if anything happens, you got a place with it. Like they thought we were splitting up and that was nowhere near on my radar. It wasn't even on my wife's radar, but for our kids to bring that up, that we were no longer modeling the closeness and the vulnerability that we had for the 18 to 20 years that they've known us. um, It was an eye opener. And so can I interject something just real quick here? As you say this, uh, one of the things that comes to mind, you know, sometimes we think, well, I have my work and I have my, and I have my family and I have, these are finance. And we think of them as as separate silos sometimes like, well, this is my work and this, but truly what you're describing here. and, And I think this is true with myself, with everybody listening is what we're doing in one area of our life affects all the other areas of our lives. And so you're saying, you know, what's going on in my, in my work can affect how things, even my son or my daughter perceives me and my family, right? So it's not this 
siloed where there's these different things. They're kind of, there's some overlap. And I think that's important. Oh, it's Thanks. huge. Yeah. Uh, I had a conversation with a guy named Johnny Serpola on Beyond the Rut. Uh, he used to run a company called, oh shoot, RV World? Camping World. Camping World. Okay. And uh, at some point he had returned to work as the CEO and he realized the culture had gone toxic. And, and he's just a huge fan of who you are is who you are. It doesn't matter where you go, there you are. And I mean, you could try to put on a mask, but eventually people see through that mask. And so if you're a total jerk at, at work, there are going to be elements of that that seep out when you go home. Um, and it may not be in the ways that you think. And here I am being stressed out, trying to you know, align who I am with what was going on at work. Uh, and the organization's a great organization. So if people find me on LinkedIn and they track it down and say, oh, yeah, it's those guys. Uh, I'm not poo-pooing the organization. The organization's great. It was just the situation I was in. And that time was not a good one. And so there's, there's a difference there. And, and I feel like that about any organization I've worked with the organization, I, I typically have to believe in their mission, their core values, and I have to see them living it out. And if I ever leave, it's either because, uh, my boss told me that's an opportunity you go get it, or I'm going to kick you out. Uh, like you quit and go after that job or I'm going to fire you and make you go get that job. And that's, I've worked for an organization like that. I uh, love those guys. And, and I would go back, uh, if needed. And, uh, you know, even the army, yeah, I love the army, but so yeah, it, what was going on at work was impacting my family life in a way that my wife and I hadn't realized, but once my kids brought it up, it was clear for my wife. And so when we we're having our discussion on, uh, it was like on labor day, she said, Jerry, just, just quit. And I was like, yeah, you're usually the one that says don't quit until I have another job. And I thought that was the plan. And she said, no, I see what this job is doing to you. And I don't like what it's doing to you. I don't like who you're becoming because of the work. And I think you'd be way happier. I know I'd be way happier if you just quit. And I know that we have the finances to be okay. Uh, and, and so we looked at it. We looked at the, like we made the decision first. That's it on Tuesday. I'm putting in my resignation. Uh, now that we've decided that, like how long of a decision is this? And so we looked at our finances and we followed the Dave Ramsey principle of have three to six months of living expenses saved up. I'm like, great. We can, we can live like hogs and we can live for two months. <laughs> and she laughed. I'm like, it'd be some great vacationing though. Uh, but then yeah, after Christmas, we'd be in trouble. Uh, or we can go six months just doing what we do. Or if you want to go beans and rice, we can go about nine to 12 months. And so she nodded and she said, so six months it is. Good. I love it. <laughs> uh, Didn't want to go beans and rice, I guess. <laughs> she did not. No, no. There, there, there was a line and I found it. <laughs> uh, but she also realized it was a good motivator uh, that, you know, whatever the decision was to go do, knowing that we had a deadline and a line that it's like, all right, we're broke at that point. So whatever you decide to do, I'm for it. Uh, but take three months, think it through, pray about it, get yourself together. So my wife is making the decision with me and for me that my first three months after leaving my job is strictly for my own emotional healing, spiritual reconnecting. And, um, you know, it's been a while since you and I saw each other, but I'm 20 pounds heavier. I used to be 40 pounds lighter. So, uh, you know, starting that process, uh, which just started a few weeks ago of eating healthier, doing some exercise in the morning, 
um, and, and get that weight down to where I really want it. So maintaining my physical health and getting to where it needs to be huge, huge priority for me now. Uh, and it needs to stay that way once I get there. And so those are the three things there. The finance piece is supporting us. And then we know what the plan is like how much we need to make on a minimum. So I don't even have to go back to a director role or a six figure salary. Like we know, like we've, we've cut out debt. We've cut out a lot of expenses we don't need. There is a minimum viable salary that'll still have us living the way we're living right now. And I was like, wow, that is really cool. And then future growth, uh, she was like, hey, now that you got the free time, all those groups that you wanted to join for coaching and mastermind uh, brainstorming, um, yeah, go for it. So, uh, and you're doing it right now. Like you're right able now. to have the, you're, you're, you're making an impact. You're helping people get beyond the rut. You started your company, BTR Impact. I think that's a phenomenal thing. And yeah, it's a little, you, you might feel this kind of, excitement or angst, either whatever you choose to, to filter it. Here I am doing my own thing, but you're doing it. And I, I think that's so wonderful to be able to do that, but to have the say the faith to say, Hey, this is what I need to do. And get us hats off to your wife who was, who's so supportive of you and trying to do this. Um, but I think that priority level you're talking about, instead of saying, well, finances is the most important thing, which I think a lot of people get sucked into that. And instead saying, well, how does it align with my faith? How's this affecting my family? And then making choices based on the, those five Fs um, seems like a super, super good way to approach our decisions. Is in yeah. alignment with what I believe? Am I following Jesus Christ? Is it going to affect my family positively? How, you know, I've obviously as a dad, I feel like one of my jobs is to provide, to make sure we have enough finances to put food on the table and to have opportunities. And then, um, and the fitness piece I skipped over, like what you're saying there and said, Hey, we got to take care of our body. We've only get one body, right? So we, we yeah. need to take, we don't get two bodies. We get one. So we've got to take care of it. Um, and then our finances and then looking forward to the future with faith. It's really, really uh, phenomenal. One of the, the cool things that also happened was when I left the job, uh, my wife shared it with her, her women's Bible study. And the lady leading her group is married to a guy named Jim Greed. Jim Greenwood, uh, he used to be CEO of a, a company called Concentra and uh, just networks all over Dallas. And, and so that lady, Deborah, said, hey, I'm going to put your husband in touch with my husband. Uh, my husband networks with a bunch of folks. He'll know exactly who to put Jerry in contact with if he's looking for another job. And, and so I talked with Jim and he connected me with three guys. So this sounds like almost like... Have you read one of those like business allegory type of books where this this guy goes on a journey and talks to like three different people, almost like mm -hmm. a Christmas Carol, but different? Mm -hmm. uh, it was just like that. So the first guy I talk with, um, he listens to my story. He's an HR guy for an IT company, and he listens to my situation and my story and what's on my heart. And he said, Jerry, I'm not going to recommend for you anything as far as a job. That's not where you are right now. From what I'm hearing you say, from what's on my heart to tell you, you need to go read a book called Called to Create. And I'll send you a bunch of other books, but that's the one book you need to get and read. And it's your life. That's what I see for you right now. And you go for it. What's the worst thing that can happen? You reach back out to me and say, hey, the business didn't work. Where can I find a job? I know the market. I'm in HR for what you do for a living you're going to be gold <laughs> and uh, you can always plug back in, but your, your true impact, 
your true um, wealth building success is going to come from you pursuing what you're called to create. Uh, and it sounds like that's been on your heart for a long time. And I was like, it's been a dream for over a decade and probably two decades. He goes, yeah, stop dilly dallying, go get the book and, and read it. And you're doing it right now. And, yeah. Second guy comes along and uh, he, he kind of talks to the same thing and he says, great. Um, yeah. Same thing. Chris said, get that book, read it. That's your calling. And worst case scenario, you reach back out to me. I'll connect you with some folks. Go for it. The third guy was a headhunter, and he says, "Great, um, I'm not going to plug you in to to start talking to companies. I, I do headhunting, so I get a piece of the pie if you get hired by somebody. Um, take the three months off that you and your wife agreed to. Uh, but at some point, write down 25 companies you'd like to work for or do business with." And share that with me and 25 other, 25 other people and, you know, go for that. But that's your backup plan. Your, your, your primary plan is go after your business. So three guys all designed to help me find a job and connect with people about finding a job. All universally said the same thing. Take, take the time off three months, heal, regroup, launch your business, go for it. Now's the time to do it. And I thought, wow, that is probably not the advice my wife was expecting from these three guys, but, uh, it is what they prayed about. It's what they heard me say. And they were like, that's the thing you need to go do. And that just blew my mind, you know, being tuned in enough to say, or to realize like these guys know what they're talking about. They're giving you some great sound advice. Uh, my wife's behind this. She's praying about it. She, she's comfortable. Um, I think right now, the only thing she tells me I need to do is just get the squirrels all herded together and aligned. So, cause I have a lot of ideas, uh, but there's only two or three I can execute on any given moment. So uh, we will bring my daughter in and we'll have an actual like business meeting and say, all right, this is what we're planning to do. Here's the strategy. Don't do anything outside of that. And then, like two days later, I'm like, Hey, I learned about this new AI software platform. Like, no, 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 no. Go back to the plan. <laughs> Stick to your plan. <laughs> right. So let me ask you this from a spiritual perspective, from a, this, you know, you, you said your, your son and daughter kind of noticed, Hey, something's up with dad when you were kind of in this very stressful work situation. How do you feel it's changed? I mean, I'm, how do you feel it's changed? Oh man. Um, I feel whole again, for sure. Uh, I feel, uh, you know, again, reconnecting with God in the morning. You know, I mentioned earlier, you know, on the days that I'm connecting with God first, everything clicks into place. Everything makes sense. I'm happier more positive. And there was a good long stretch where I was not doing that. And I didn't recognize I wasn't doing it. I was just getting up and going and thinking to myself, I'll just pray along the way. Um, and with my kids bringing that up, just having it on their heart to say something to my wife and my wife bringing it up with me after we had our whole discussion. She didn't tell me that this had gone down until after we had decided I was going to leave my job. And then she said, you look so much like the day after the day, actually, the day I turned in my resignation, my wife saw me at the end of the day and she's like, you look so much lighter, <laughs> so much happier. Mm -hmm. You haven't smiled like that in a very long time. And I was like, what? I just told my boss, I don't want to work here anymore. Like we got 30 days and we have no income. And I was <laughs> smiling. She goes, yes, you, you look happier. Your bounce is back in your step. And I'm like, you just saw me eight hours ago. She goes, yeah, you didn't have that bounce in your step eight hours ago. I was like, wow. Um, and people who just reconnected with me at work, they're like, wow, you know, you look happier. 
you know, I've, you know, I've worked with you for three years. This is the happiest I've seen you. And it's your last 30 days with us. <laughs> and I was like, I loved working here. I did a lot of good things, uh, but apparently it wasn't aligned with what I needed to be. And so, so I am guessing that there are a number of fathers who may be listening to this show or will listen to the show who are in similar situations to you where they, where they're feeling like, goodness, I have this job, but it's not quite what I feel like I need to do in the world. It's not quite, could they reach out to you for some sort of consulting for some sort of, I mean, is that something that you offer with BTR impact or company? It's an idea I've been kicking around, um, and right now the thing I'm willing to do is a discovery call with folks. Um, so if they're willing to email me at jerrydugan at btrimpact.com and just tell me they listen to the, the principal podcast with Xane, uh, yeah, we'll set up a time. Uh, I'll send you a, a workbook called Measure It to Make It, and we'll just go through that together for like 45 minutes, and uh, you'll walk out of there with a plan. Um, I'll walk out of there with a great connection with a business leader, uh, and we'll just go from there. Uh, I haven't designed the actual coaching program yet. I have an idea I'm kicking around. Uh, the idea is I'll take in a cohort of 12 people for 12 weeks at $1,200 a piece. Uh, and what you'll get from that is the free session that like what I just talked about, that is the free thing I'm willing to do, uh, at least for the year 2023. And from there, you can decide. You can take the plan that we just designed together and run run with it for yourself. Or if you want somebody to stick by your side for 12 weeks and help you implement it, that's where the coaching comes in. And it's a blend of one-on-one -on -one time with me, uh, six I think six sessions, and then uh, at least three group sessions where we do a think tank and, and kind of a mastermind format, very structured. Uh, I'll have people scheduled to be in the hot seat out of the 12, so like three people per session for an hour. Um, and it's, it's something I've done in my corporate life where you, it just in 15 minutes, you got this aha moment and you're making changes left and right, whether or not it's part of your plan, your life plan that we're tackling or not. Um, the think tank has just been a huge, uh, uh, tool that I've used in other places. Um, wow. and, yeah. and after that, you decide if you want another 12 weeks, I'll decide if I want to keep doing that program, but that's what's on my heart to develop and design. Uh, and I guess since I spoke it into existence just now, I need to really make it happen. It's on my whiteboard right now, but, uh, well, I gotta tell you what an opportunity to learn from someone who's been in a, a director at a, at a successful corporation who knows what they're doing, who's, who's helping coach you along the same path. What, what a great thing. I've got to tell you, um, I had some quick, quick interjection here. I had a similar experience to you where I was at a job. And, you know, it was a decent job. It had good benefits. And I told my wife, I said, you know what? I don't think I can do this anymore. I just don't want to do it. And she was supportive too, a little nervous, but a little supportive. And, and I'm so grateful that I took that plunge. I'm not saying that anyone should or shouldn't do that. Obviously, you need to have trust in God and, and talk it over. But I can see um, the blessing that has come to me for, by making that choice, by willing to have the faith to go follow what I feel like I needed to follow. And uh, what an opportunity to work with you. I mean, someone who who has that. So is there, if they need to get a hold of you, they've got your email now. Is there any other way that they can get a hold of you, Jerry? Oh, man, a couple of places. Uh, so if you're just interested in the podcast, you want that inspiration, you want to hear encouraging stories of others who've gone there uh, beyond the rut 
with Jerry Dugan is the name of the podcast. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to podcasts. And it has its own website, beyondtherut.com. Uh, I do two episodes a week right now, and I might kick it up to three because you know I don't have a day job to go to anymore. Uh, <laughs> but Mondays are my full guest interviews, and then Thursdays a Jerry sh- short episode. It's a bonus episode where I just cover a specific uh, tip or a piece of advice that you can apply. Uh, my goal is to spend less than five minutes talking about that one thing. And, of course, with ads on the on the ends comes out to about seven minutes that's for the short episode uh and let's see here so that's beyond the and then if you want to just start ironing out your own goals for your life and start designing what does my life and my version of success look like for me go to beyond the slash goals do a, d- a free download um, and you'll stay in touch with me every week i'll send a newsletter out that lets you know what piece of advice is coming through the podcast that I want to share with my readers. Uh, Also, I have a book coming out, Beyond the Rut, Create a Life Worth Living in Your Faith, Family, and Career. Uh, That should be coming out late February, early March of 2023. Uh, But if you're in the newsletter, you get the free workbook. Uh, You'll get a notification when that book comes out. And then my my business, BTR Impact, uh, and that's at btrimpact.com. And I give you my email address, Jerry Dugan at btrimpact.com. Uh, reach out to me if you want me to walk through for 45 minutes uh, through that workbook, measure it to make it, and uh, we'll set that session up and go from there. So this yeah. sounds awesome. I think I may need to sign up for your 12 week at uh, your 12 week coaching program here. I appreciate that. It sounds very appealing. Awesome. Jerry, thank you for being on the show. (laughs) What an honor to have you on the show. Um, Always good to chat with you. And uh, thanks again for being here. Anything, any, and one last, anything last that you'd leave with our, our uh, viewers or our listeners today. I would say it's, it's the motto of beyond the rut and that's life is too short to live. It stuck in a rut. So yeah, just, just look up and look forward and see where is it you really want to go in life. Take a look at where you are today and what do you need to do to close that gap and go make it happen. Just make that that decision today. I'm not going to live in my rut anymore. I want to go live that purpose out and have my faith in my family and my health all intact. Go for it. So inspiring. Get tingles as you said that. Thank you so much, Jerry, again for being on the show. And we'll talk to you next time. Awesome. Thank you. I am so jealous of my wife because she gets the ultimate career. She gets to train and nurture and love our children more than I get to because I have to be doing things like this podcast. Parenting is the ultimate career. If you like what you heard today, please like, subscribe, comment, leave a review. Thank you for listening. You can also check out my book, What I Want My Children to Know Before I Die. It's available on Amazon and other bookstores. Thanks again for listening.